0: or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Dane Espigard. Dane is a culture consultant who teaches, assists, and executes the implementation of a culture centered around dream achieving. So uh, I, I'm actually really excited for this one. I I am uh, I love these kind of like mindset, uh, you know, get, you know, get your head right sort of talks. uh, Some of my favorite ones. So first of all, uh, thank you for coming on the show today, Dean.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited for the conversation as well.
0: Would you please just give us your background and then um, kind of dive into what you're doing? And and, uh, I'm sure I'm going to have about a million questions. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, married and father of uh, two little girls, and uh, we just relocated down to Austin, Texas. But um, I've spent the the pretty much my entire uh, professional career in the direct sales industry. So I was uh, I'm sure many people have heard of Cutco knives, and so I got started with them right out of high school, and and uh, had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I really thrived with the the culture there that was, uh, that centered around personal growth, personal development. And so, um, fell in love with that process and, and sales and leadership and management at a young age. And so after graduating college, uh, at the university of Wisconsin, I decided to stay with Cutco as a career position. And so had the opportunity basically since 2006, all the way through, um, 20 through the present I've had the opportunity to lead different size uh, teams with that organization in uh, Wisconsin and then Omaha Nebraska and then most recently up in the Twin Cities and um, the organization that I oversee now is the top producing uh, company or, or excuse me top top producing team within uh, with, within Cutco corporate and so um, I do a lot of sales training a lot of management development um, and so with that comes a lot of visioning which then kind of led into, my most recent project, which is uh, the book, the dream machine and, and uh,
0: the dreams workshops that that I get the opportunity to do. That's, that's very cool. I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I know what Cutco is, but don't like, I've never worked for them or anything like that, yeah. but I swear, I, I mean, they're, they turn out a lot of very yeah. high uh, achieving and entrepreneurial people. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people say, Oh, I, you know, Started in Cutco and kind of worked mm-hmm. from there. So something about something about that culture there must be special. And it sounds like now now you're you know sort of on the contributing side to to creating that culture and, yeah. and you know what's uh, continuing that thing. So it's it's really interesting just to kind of you know I think as an outsider you're like oh, knife sales like what's the <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not something that you might think of that way. But then I've talked to a few people that have in you know, sort of started there and just, you know, kind of grown into to really kind of very special positions. So it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the, <clears throat> you know, it's it's working with a lot of students that are that young, impressionable age, 18, 19, 20 years old, and giving them the platform and the opportunity to, you know, practice a lot of life skills, like dealing with rejection, learning your pitch, you know, the art of influence, making phone calls, like, You know, kind of the grit and the hustle mixed with Mm -hmm. some of the polish that's needed to um, to thrive. And then I think a lot of people, if that's their first, especially for me, you know, I was introduced to the idea of commission and getting paid based on your effort and your energy and and what you produce at a young age. I think that uh, then breeds a lot of that,
0: you know, those individuals into that entrepreneurship world. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I think you know, people that have jobs where they're essentially just filling time, right? The way I get paid is by filling these number yeah. of hours. And uh, it doesn't matter how much work I do during those hours. Like that's, that's unfortunately, <laughs> I think the majority of the workforce, right. Probably not, it's not really a conducive way, conducive to being productive or successful, or, or w- whether that's as an individual or a company. So I, I get, I, I think what you're saying, that makes total sense. The, that, you know, learning to work from a commission standpoint uh, is, is a very valuable skill. And it, I mean, I, I didn't work for Cutco, but I, when I was young, my first job was working for my uncle and he paid me per day. Mm-hmm. So what I learned was if I get the work done in half the time, yeah, I still, ha- I have the rest of the day to go do what I actually want to do. And it's like, yep. at the time I was like, you know, it was just hard work and I didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't always enjoy it, but it, it, but I, I love what it, what it taught me yeah. was that I don't, I don't want to punch a clock ever. Yep. Like I just don't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me to, it's like, if I can get my work done in half the time as someone yep. else, or or conversely, I can get twice as much work done in the same yep. amount of time, that should be, you know, represented in your compensation, whatever that is. Yep. So would you? I'll let you decide. You know, kind of. We do you want to work from from the book and backwards, or or maybe you know, kind of what you're doing at Cutco to create culture and and do that, and then how that sort of turned into a book for you. Uh, however, you want to structure that conversation. would uh, I, yeah. I like <clears throat> Well, we can we can kind of start with the book because it's it's pretty encompassing, and
1: and really the book is written. You know, the the title of the book is called The Dream Machine, and the idea is to you know, help any business owner, any leader to create a culture that's centered around the individual and the individual's pursuit of their own dreams. And, um, it's what we've been doing within my team at Cutco for basically since 2013. And, uh, and so through the pandemic, it was kind of evident to me that this was something that was really not just, um, holding our team together, but driving them forward during a pretty tumultuous time for most businesses and most teams. And, um, and you know, I love it. So it's really, to me, it's, you know, call it a a gift, but um, you know, I've been uh, very excited to be able to share it with other people and, and um, I could talk about dreams all, you know, all day. So the, the concept behind the whole thing is that, you know, each team is just a, a bunch of individuals trying to really kind of find their way. And, you know, I've been in the knife world for 20 years, but there wasn't any part of me that said you know what i'm destined to sell knives and i just this is my life's calling and so <clears throat> when i look back though what's kept me really engaged because really as an employer as a as a company like that's what we're after is wanting you know individuals to be engaged in what they're doing and for me it was always what my performance at work was going to enable me to be able to do in my personal life and and so you know what we've been able to do in our organization and now with other teams as well is be able to help them to kind of facilitate the creation of somebody's dreams list, and then be able to kind of connect the dots behind how I show up and what I do on a regular basis is connecting to, let's call it the life of your dreams. And I think sometimes when, when I use that terminology, it might sound a little grandiose to some. Um, but, you know, when I say the life of somebody's dreams, it's really just a, would you be excited about, you know, the things in your calendar for the next six to 12, you know, six
0: to 12 months? and it, i mean i think you know as i said before what i have witnessed is people coming out of you know working at cutco whether they're still there or moved on like the the that culture just seems to be pretty special and in i think like literally every company should look at things from this perspective even though mostly they don't right if you, you one of the biggest expenses in business is is employee turnover right and well, what if they don't want to leave? Mm -hmm. Right. And I I always think, you know, what I see from a lot of employers is when people leave, they want to, you know, they they're moving on, going somewhere else. And it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm just moving out of state or whatever it is. They're going to work for someone else. Right. It it tends, I feel like employers tend to be like somehow put it on them. And I'm like, no, that's, that's on, that's on you. That's like, if my employees want to leave me, that's on me. I don't, I don't see that as, as their fault. Like, that's like, I didn't do what I needed to do proactively to keep them. And so to me, it's like, I would happily invest everything I can when I have an, a good employee. And it sounds like that's you know kind of what's happening for you. What do you maybe talk a little bit about just like, what do you, what do you do? What is that process? You know, I, I think conceptually overall saying, yes, we want our employees to live the life of their dreams, but but what are you doing to kind of implement that
1: yeah. Yes. I, I think it is easy to say like, yeah, we would want this, but where do we start? And so what we do, we've done this for years and I just started doing this with other organizations as well, but it's facilitating the, we call it the dreamstorming process. So we run a dreams workshop, which is essentially just kind of a brainstorming, um, you know, uh, a, a time of brainstorming for that individual to kind of get through all of the different categories within what we've kind of defined life to be. And and so I take them through nine different categories from travel to adventure to uh, we kind of start with the lighter ones. We get into the heavier ones like family, health, emotional health, uh, spirituality, legacy, finances. And so it's not the feedback that I hear from a lot of people is it's different than a normal goal setting workshop that somebody's used to because it really digs into you know, a lot more than just what do I want to do professionally, and uh, and we explore different things on there during our, our brainstorming um, exercises, such as, hey, you know, in your life, who are the relationships that, uh, you know, that you really want to further, and, and and jot those down, and and who are the people that you need to forgive, and who are the people that you need more contact with, and who are so there. There's a lot of uh, while we go through this. I think at first people think of a dreams list as a like bucket list, like, Hey, let me experience this and check it off my list. But a lot of the categories actually have more of the, this is the way I'd like to live. And this is the way I'd like to be. And so we'll spend, it depends on, on the size of the team, but we'll spend a decent amount of time going through this brainstorming workshop. And, um, most people will end up somewhere around hundred to 200 dreams that are on their list by the time they're done with this over the course, of all these nine categories. Uh, We do a little bit of sharing, which which is awesome to kind of see the bonds. I just had the opportunity last week to do this for a company that is virtual, entirely virtual. So they're spread out across the US and they just happen to have their um, leadership, I don't know what you want to call it, their offsite, their annual offsite, um, which is really focused on the individuals. And they did theirs in Austin. I just happened to be in the area. So uh, they brought me in to do the, uh, the Dreams Workshop. And during that, you know they're sharing their their dreams that they just came up with with their peers that they see once a year basically in person but they're pouring into each other which is great there's tears some people are just you know going to town on the family section and they're just kind of there there's a lot of really cool things that come from it but this even if a company just did this one thing i think that's that's a massive step in the right direction because so many people are walking around with no idea you know what they what truly would light them up? And we get into this stage of life where, you know, we've got our job that we've had for however long, we show up, we do the stuff we're supposed to do, but a lot of our schedule is obligatory, right? It's the I wear my dad hat. These are the things that I do for that. I wear my husband hat. These are the things I do for that. I wear my homeowner hat. These are the things I have to do for that. And then a lot of my time is with work. And, you know, that's fine, but. At the same time, if I can get somebody to be excited, you think about that when, when you have that trip that's in your schedule for two months from now, family trip in the summer and the, there's so much enjoyment for that trip that happens even before the trip, right? The anticipation, the planning, the conversations. And so it's like, what if we constantly had something in our calendar every month, two months or three months in front of us? It's like, we would just wake up and feel differently because there would always be that next thing. And I think that's where a lot of people um, kind of hit those like peaks and valleys. They hit that valley of just like, well, you know, now what? And we're constantly pouring out and we need these opportunities for us to experience these life moments for us to be filled up to then pour from that, you know, metaphorically
0: filled up glass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it, I guess speaking from, you know, sort of personal experience, sometimes I don't know what those are. Mm-hmm. right because you I if you if you were like all right let's put something on the calendar every month or two months that that's going to be amazing and you're, I it would be hard for me yes to figure out what that is and so yep. I think you know having these so I, I was you sort of said it but I was going to ask you are these one-on-one uh meetings or these are like these are actually like people are doing this in groups and kind of yeah. sharing with each other which sounds amazing um uh is there a size limit like to the, to the workshop in terms of the size of the company? No. And
1: that's the great thing is that when we do this, a lot of it is internal, like Just me and my notebook right here. Right. We've got, you know, these, these, you know, it doesn't even, they could just do it on a laptop. Right. But when, um, when we do the workshops, they get these, they get their categories, they start kind of rolling through all the stuff that's in there. They're filling them all out. And then, From this, they get to take this thing and then they have their, we call it your menu. It's like, I've got my menu to plan my next three, six, 12 months from. And then as this thing grows, there's so many different elements to this. Like, you know, my wife and I do our annual planning based on this. Right, so at the end of the year, we sit down and say, "Hey, how was this last year?" We go through, you know, our highlights, and then we pull out our dreams list and say, "What's next year going to be?" Right, like, what are the dreams that we want to accomplish this next year? So, but it does start with just having that initial list, and when we're in a group, it's the the brainstorming process is a lot of just myself giving prompts, and so it's a lot of like, you know, think about this, think about this, and so people are just going to town you know, silently with their lists. And then we'll do these sections where we we call it dream stealing and dream sharing. They get into small groups, four, five, six. They're not sharing their whole list. They're not burying their soul. It's basically, they just, they pick a handful of things that they wanna share. That helps people though, to steal and add more to their list. And what's neat is there's so many more that come up during that process that I didn't share as a prompt, right? But it was personal to that person then the connections that happen from that are also pretty cool because now, you know, John over here, who maybe doesn't work with this person on a regular basis knows about Sally's, you know, one of her fitness goals or, or uh, cool things that she'd like to experience at some point. And so when we go through that, I mean, it can be, it could be hundreds. It could also, the smallest team I've done is about 12 and that, you know, small intimate, there was, I think there's, there's really good things no matter what the the size of the group is. And then some we do virtually on zoom and with breakouts, I mean that's fantastic you know with the technology and what
0: we're able to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean I'm sure it's nice to be in person but also seems like something that could be done you know over yeah. Zoom or something like that. So you're, I guess I just want to understand what your these workshops workshops that you're doing are kind of separate from what from your cutco work or your yeah. but you're yeah. also doing similar thing you know, within Cutco, is that kind of? Yeah, so
1: basically what I've been doing internally for the last, you know, eight, nine years, I'm now doing this in, you know, kind of in alignment with the book. The idea was, let me capture everything that we do into one book so anybody can pick it up and they can just do this A to Z in their business. Um that's the idea. However, there's always people that say, well, you know, I'd maybe like to bring in an outside speaker for it instead of just mm-hmm. the same person. That's always talking to my own team. Yeah. Um, and I've also had the other people that just say, Hey, books, great, but I'd rather still, you know, hire somebody to do it. So I've been going in and doing these workshops, both virtually and in-person. And I, I mean, to, again, to me, it's like a gift. I love doing these things. Um, and then from that, then there's an integration program for them after that, that stuff's actually pretty simple this isn't a, what I love about this. And and the reason that I started doing it this way was because I didn't have some big budget for, you know, one person salaried individual, and this was their only job. So I really needed it to be something that was kind of ground up that, uh, was, was going to build organically within the team and not something that was going to take an immense amount of time from, from me. And so, um, you know, the team that I just met with last week, we have an integration call this coming Monday where I'll talk with, with their leadership team on a few things that they can do to kind of like keep the dreaming going. And the, the, the CEO of that business did this awesome thing at the end. And I went through the last step that we go through after they do the, the sharing is they pick out some kind of lower hanging fruit and some things that they can take some action on right, right there before we're done with the session. And, um, and he kind of, you know, came in and, and said, hey, I've earmarked. for every single person here. You're going to receive it on your check on this Friday, but it has to be spent on one of your dreams. And so people were taking action, like booking flights, signing up for fitness classes. It was awesome. There were people crying and it was such a cool, um, the dreams thing itself was great. But then when the CEO came in and said that, I was like, oh, this is, you know, that's puts the cherry on top in terms of like, I value you not for what you do, but for who you are as a person.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, as a, you know executive in a company or the company owner is a ceo you can you can put these workshops in place but if you don't if, if you don't actually mean it i suppose you right. Know, whatever they, right if you're just like hey i put on a workshop workshop for you and they yeah. you know and then and there's nothing i think you have, in some way you need to participate support i think yep. that was exceptional what they did but like you have to show that you actually mean this and, and that, that, you know, their, their dreams are important to you. So that's kind of an amazing way to to implement it. And, 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 you know, again,
1: I think this is also the leadership principle of like, you have to live it yourself. Right. So in other words, the executive has to like, this has to be something that they're like, this is exactly how I feel. Right. So, so far, all of the organizations that I've had the opportunity to work with somebody, one of the decision makers, like this is essentially what they've been maybe doing themselves, but haven't necessarily had a system for it or a way to roll this out to their team. So when I brought it up, you know, one, for instance, um, really high powered individual that's in the mortgage space. And she figured out a way to move her family to Spain a few years ago when it was like, not the norm and operate her business, which is on the West coast from Spain. And so when I brought this, it was like, her team was not surprised that I, was brought in to talk about this because that's what she has been figuring out how to do on her own right yeah
0: I get, yeah that makes that makes sense it, you, you you're 100 percent right like the, the the executives in that company have to have to believe in it have to live it yeah. and so it, it otherwise it's you know people are they'll know and <laughs> people aren't dumb they're not they're they'll know that you're just you know trying to placate it's like here's your pizza lunch kind of thing that's yeah. <laughs> like, just you know some trying to trying to show appreciation but but really like you need to to believe it so I, I think that's great do do you find that the people are you know maybe maybe the executives or whoever is sort of implementing the idea they're reading the book first and then being you know sort of and then deciding oh this is great i want to i want to do the workshops or how how do you feel like that gets how that idea is getting spread
1: um, I actually, I think it's probably, I'd say it's probably less than 50% right now have actually like read the book. It's been more word of mouth. I worked for this company here and that CEO had raved things about it afterward of, Hey, this was fantastic. They told a, another individual and, and I get a call or a, you know, joint email, something like that, where, um, that's happened. I, you know, another one was, had the opportunity to do a workshop for a team, smaller team. And then somebody on that team was a franchise, um, franchisee for another organization right. and then, you know, so forth and so on. So it's, it's mostly been word of mouth,
0: very, very organic so far, which has been fun. Yeah. Well, and I, I guess if, as, as we were just saying, it's, it's gotta be something that the people be, are believing in you yeah. know, at the executive level. And so I think if you're, you're passionate about it, you believe in what it's done for your company, then you're, you're likely to, Pass that feeling on, whether that's to tell other friends that are executives at other companies, yep. or the employees are passing it on to their, you know, just kind of getting it out there. So I imagine that's something that would get, you know, can get extremely popular. So that it's a really cool, a really cool idea. Um, when you're, you said you're sort of doing these follow up calls. Mm-hmm. And how that's all sort of part of it. When if people yep. get in the workshop, they you know they get you come in and, and have the that. Stay with everybody, and then kind of on these calls for for the follow up and making sure that things are getting implemented.
1: Yeah, we do. Um, it's really it's custom to each team, so it's really depending. Like I do an exploratory call at the beginning. Hey, you know, here here's the the typical workshop. What do you? And we try and pair it with, like for instance, this company. The Speaker Lab is the name of the company that I just worked with, and they um, they already had a you know, three day offsite that was happening. And so he kind of explained what was happening there. We figured out what fit nicely for that, the size of his team, how they communicate. And then after doing the workshop, then we do an exploratory call after I get to know their team a little bit more on, Hey, here's some things for you to be able to do afterward. And there's also some teams that have said, you know, I, I, I typically try and have a, you can do this on your own. Here you go. But there's also been some teams that have said, Hey, you know, can you stay on by just in a consulting role for this thing for six months, 12 months, you know, with, with the actual integration. And, and again, right now, this is still um, this has been so exciting for me because, you know, the feedback that I get from this stuff is, is all, wow, this is awesome. I finally have dreams again. I find, you know, somebody who I met with last week, Um, the CEO sent me a message that she posted on their Slack channel. That was, I loved the dreams so much. Thank you to the the CEO. Uh, I loved it so much that I ran my family through the dreams thing for mother's day. Right. And, and so for me, it's like, you know, that's the, that's the coolest thing I can hear in terms of um, you know, why this is. And I feel very passionate about this because I've been doing this in my personal life with my wife, with my kids, with my organization for a very long time. So you know, I credit a lot uh, of of where we're at in life due to due to the whole
0: principle. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's it's and it's got to be almost like infectious, right? If you're <laughs> you're doing it with your family, that you know the people you work with. I mean, it's it's just got to be something that you know people are gonna tell their friends about. Tell you know, as you said, someone's suing someone's do, taking that and implementing it in their own family at home. Like, it's it's a very cool concept that that I think more than just being you know sort of a novelty once once people buy into like believing in their dreams believing that they can be realities and mm-hmm. and implementing that like i think that's tremendously freeing yes
1: yeah and i actually would say it's freeing in two ways mm-hmm. one you know you, you think about like the last couple of years and all this stuff that we've just had to like navigate through and when, when somebody is pursuing their dreams like with vigor and excitement, it's the uncertainty that's happening in the world around us. I can speak for the people on my team that have kind of been living, living this. They still feel very in control. Like, hey, I'm still doing this. Now, travel kind of messed with a lot of stuff, but there were so many things that they were still like, well, I mean, this is a bummer, this, this, and this, but it doesn't really impact like what I'm, the, the mission that I'm on right now. And I think that that, is freeing in the sense of, I don't have to follow the social norms necessarily right now in terms of my mental health and my mental space and all of that. I also think this whole thing is freeing for CEOs because for me, what I experienced is, you know, you get, and maybe everybody, maybe this is a me thing, but, you know, when I was at Cutco as a young individual, I was attracted to more of some of the career positions due to the, the leaders, right? It was like, I, I want that guy's life. Like he looks like he loves what he does. It's, it looks like he earns well, whatever, all of that. And then what's interesting is that once I got to that, I would almost want to kind of dampen the lifestyle that I was able to create for myself because I knew that the people on my team, well, they don't have the same flexible, uh, flexible schedule. They're not in charge. Maybe they don't earn as much. And so, I found this, I, you know, not for long, but there was a certain period where I maybe wanted to have this, okay, here's my public work life, but then be a little quieter about that one week trip that I took. Or, And what I was doing, not recognizing it, is I was actually hurting my future development in the organization because I wasn't allowing the individuals of the team to see, you know, the, the life that I was building here at this organization. And so when there's a dreams language around it, what it allows the CEO to do is, hey, I care about all your dreams, and here's how we're going to support you with this. And I'm also living mine. And one of the things that we talk about is needing to, to live this out loud. And so it's, hey, um, tomorrow I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take the day randomly off. I'm going to take my son skiing. Right? It's on my dreams list. It's on his dreams list. And so now it's something that they can vocalize, and they actually get support from because they need to talk this you know, talk this through so that their team understands like, Hey, I'm living this as well. And this is absolutely, you know, the way that I want you to be. Right.
0: It's a, it's really powerful. I think, and I, I can completely relate to what you're saying about, you know, sort of maybe reluctance to share what is going on because I mean, I've experienced some of that in my own life, just as I've uh, grown in, in my real estate company and I'm realizing like, having mindset shifts, realizing like how, how this is going to free up time. And there was, there have been moments where I've been, you know, really reluctant to talk about it because I don't know, you don't want to make someone else feel bad. You you know what it is, but it's like, what I was realizing is like, no, what, what I, what we should do is really talk about it to show them that they can also do it. Like I, like it's, it's not like some magic thing that is happening yeah. like I'm just another person just like they are yep. that you know that you're you're making and it, it's you know whether it's uh sort of visualizing and mani- manifesting your 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 life of dreams whether it's growing your wealth what whatever it is whatever you want to do whatever's yeah. on your list of dreams like you, you can you can make it happen and having other people demonstrate that. And then if you're doing it, you know, sort of in a team building fashion, now, now, like people are getting excited about it together. And it's yep. like, you know, I'm sure that, you know, people are like, what, what dreams did you do this quarter? You know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is awesome. Like then everybody's just kind of talking about that, uh, that, you know, I don't know, accomplishment or, you know, are just putting it into action.
1: And it, and it creates a family feel too at the business level, because we're not now talking about the last quarter sales numbers or anything else. It's like, Hey, you know, I know you had that thing on your dreams list. Did Mm -hmm. you get it done? What it also does though, by us talking about is it normalizes, like, as you were talking about your real estate, it's, you know, I talk about, you know, the, the real estate pursuits and stuff that, that my wife and I have openly to the young individuals that are on my team. And I also debated that where it was, you know how's this going to sound if I'm talking about this new, you know, multi-multi unit that we just purchased and, and all that. But what I have found is that the more that I talk about it, it normalizes it and lets them understand that oh, well, that's actually not doesn't seem as difficult as maybe what I thought it was. And you know, then we're able to to help individuals you know move forward in life. And I think the other thing when it comes to the dream stuff is it's not a. I think I think about that. Uh, um, what's the book, the secret, right? You familiar with this? So essentially it's like, it's, it's not, this is not one of those that's like, Hey, write your dreams list. And then just like, think about it or say it every day and they're going to happen. Right. It's not what this is. What I love about this is the mindset that it takes to kind of live the dreams mentality is the exact same mindset that I would want any team member of mine to have, which is how to solve problems. And so what's interesting yeah. to look at it, it's just a different spin on problems. So hey, I, I have a dream. My dream is to go uh, I want to go on a one month camping trip with my family. So there's my problem to solve. So how do I figure out my schedule, the finances, the all of that? Well, that skill set is is used all the time in business. How do I fund this deal? How do I, yeah. you know, hit this sales benchmark or you know, whatever the, the thing is specific to the industry. But I think that what's great is keeping people moving forward with that. It's, you know, we're getting people used to and comfortable with that whole, hey, here's the problem. It doesn't have to be negative. And how do I solve it?
0: Yeah, I, that's a great point. I mean, I, I guess I hadn't even really thought about it in the, you know, usefulness for a business mind. I, I, I think, you know, we talked about the, just that Employee retention, but yeah, actually, their their performance and, and their ability to problem solve uh t- totally relates to that. So, um, so we're, I mean, a really really cool, powerful exercise. It it the reason I asked you how you know how big of a company is because I'm like I don't know if I have enough employees to do this workshop, but it's uh it it just sounds like such a great thing to you know kind of implement and and show show appreciation. Yeah. You know, just to, the, to the people that work for you
1: and, and Jason we've done it where smaller teams and I've done this internally where I'll take my you know just my lead let's call it five to seven individuals and we've done it them plus spouse and that was a really cool I was so nervous to do that because at first it was like well I know these people kind of like speak our language and I have that relationship with them yeah and the first time I did the spouse part I was like I don't I mean this could be total wild card, and it was great. <laughs> and what was what was great is it no longer was one team member. And some and I and I talk about this often. It Wasn't like a team member going home with a list of two hundred things to their wife or husband to be like all fired up. Look at all these things I'm going to do. And the other person's yeah. like, what What the hell are you doing? <laughs> right. You no. Know, so right. It, it allows them to kind of dream together and start the conversation. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. they can go home with.
0: Yeah. No. It, it's it's a it's actually probably better that way right because if you're <laughs> if you're that person that comes home with a list of 200 things and the other your spouse has no list and yes. it's like well now your dreams are just dominating that like i've yes. got 200 things we need to do over these next couple of years try and keep up you know it's, it's kind of yeah. like if they're forming those together i think that's that's a, a really great way to do it a really great point you can you could turn this into a, a couple's retreat sort of yeah uh, sort of situation as well I think it would would work well there too uh yeah I mean really cool I I I think it's a it's a a great concept and um something that I I think I I want to implement Um, Dane why don't we shift gears a little bit here and I'll uh kind of ask you the questions that I like to ask each guest may modify them a little bit uh just to be uh, more relevant to you know sort of what you're doing but the first one uh, I think is applicable to everybody it's the reason I named the show know your why but but what's your why what what's your kind of driver in life and kind of motivates you to, to keep going
1: yeah I mean I, I kind of sum it up by live the life of my dreams and inspires many other people to do the same and, yeah. and you know really for me what it comes back to is impact I um, you know my my superpower is, uh, is energy. And, uh, and I get energy when I give energy. And so for me, you know, the, the more that I'm able to impact and get those positive stories back of, Hey, this is how this changed my life. And this is how all that is, is just more fuel for me to, you know, be energized in my day to day. And that, that to me is really what it's about.
0: Yeah. I I love that, you know, give energy to get energy. I think it, it for sure, just that, you know, interacting with people with with passion, excitement, all of that. It it whether you know the, whether they're bringing it or you're bringing it, it's gonna yeah. that whole you know whole relationship is gonna grow from there just because if if you know it's generally that excitement is infectious and you can uh, kind of pass that on to someone else. So very cool. Um, second question for you: Tell us something about yourself that you know maybe isn't common knowledge, a special skill, a hobby, even something that you that you would like to learn.
1: Hmm. Special skill, hobby. I, uh, I'm ext- I'm ultra competitive and, uh, and I love games and sports that are eye hand coordination. So bags, horseshoes, I just had the opportunity to do curling for the first time. Uh, so How I just, that? I love, I love, it was, it was awesome. We did it as a team activity up in, uh, up in Minnesota and, and um, it, it was fantastic. It's so funny, funny. I, I love any of those types of, uh, those types of
0: games. Nice. I, <laughs> I've only ever seen it on the Olympics. So I, it's kind of one of those things that's, it's hard that I know people, it looks terribly hard. Like I feel yes. like it just, it doesn't even, I'm sure there's a lot more to it than what it looks like it is, yeah. but it's just like, uh, I'm not sure. I, I understand <laughs> It's interesting to watch for sure.
1: Yeah. It's a cool experience though, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and people hear this and they want to reach out to you. What, what's the best way?
1: Yeah, the, the best way is probably just my website. It's daneespigard.com. And, um, and with, and I don't know if now is the right time to say it too. One of the, I, I made the decision at the beginning of this year. I The book kind of launched last year. And um, as I was doing it, I was kind of maybe getting away from what some of my whys were with this, which is to make as big of an impact as possible. And so at the beginning of the year, I started... Um, just deciding to basically give e-copies of the book away for free. And so um, anybody who goes to danespegard.com forward slash gift, or excuse me, free gift, um, there's a spot there that somebody can just download the book for free. So if there's any business owners, team leaders that you know are confident in their ability to just, hey, I can implement this my, on my own, they can they can grab a free copy of the book online.
0: Nice. That's very generous of you. And uh, we'll put that in the show notes too. So people, cool. people have it. Um, final question for you, Dane what what is a piece of advice you would give to someone who is you know maybe maybe they're stuck in a rut and they're looking for a way to kind of get get their passion back get remotivated? what's what's your what would you tell them
1: yeah I mean obviously this sounds self-serving but I really think it's read it's the book create, create, well I wouldn't even say it's read the book sure but I think it's just create your dreams list and yeah. I'm in the process right now of creating an audit, like a, an online version where just an, a random individual can go and create their dreams list um, with the same facilitation. Because right now it's just basically through businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once that's up, then I would, you know, say, go to that, and create your list. The reason I think that's important is, you know, I think we all go through these kind of ebbs and flows of energy and, and all of that is connected to like what we're working on, what we're doing. Um, there's, there's a quote that I heard in 2007 and it's just stuck with me and it's talked about in the book, but the quote is when there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. And if I know what I'm going towards my day-to-day, it's not hard for me to have energy and and excitement and and purpose. And and so it's not usually that today, so many people are focused on like, uh, you know, I don't know what I want to be doing. It's, It's thinking about in the future. And if we can draw that back, it makes those day-to-day decisions that much easier. And so I really think it's with the dreams list, it doesn't have to be a vocational thing. A lot of times we get stuck on like, what's the job need to be or what's this? What I have found is that if somebody is just pursuing their passions, which you could call them dreams, passions, whatever, if somebody's living those and pursuing those, they're going to be in a better state of mind to be able to figure out
0: through that, like what is the next move for me? Yeah, I I think that's, 100% 100% true I mean I think that that people do get stuck in ruts right there mm-hmm. you know have a bad bad day a bad week a bad month bad year whatever it is we've, we've all just you know well I was gonna say we've been through a pandemic it's still going yeah. on but uh it's when things are hard it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in that and so having this you know creating your dreams list it does give you that you know sort of motivation, passion, whatever word you want to use to, to kind of be excited about the future. And so yeah, I'm, I'm already, I have like a list in my head of who, who I'm going to buy the book for and send to. Oh, that's great. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's, it's such a cool concept and such can really, um, I think like pick people up. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing it with us and, um, kind of talking through some of this stuff. I think it's a, a very, very powerful, um, Opportunity for people to kind of grow from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been my pleasure to be on. I always enjoy the conversation. And you know, people can find me on Instagram as well. And also if people are interested in the workshops, there's a spot on the website where somebody can find to like connect with me and in in, uh, in schedule a you know schedule a call.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Dane. Really great. Uh I, I I think the the idea, like I said, I was, I mean, I was excited about this anyway, but but I even more so now, even more I want, I'm like this, there's gotta, I I gotta figure out ways to implement this, whether it's in my family or my businesses or what, but, uh, I really, I really love the idea. So, so thank you again for coming on.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, with that, we will go ahead and sign out. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey without a strong, why it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, then Know Your Why podcast is made for you.